Hello, this is Matt with another episode of the Great Romance Podcast. This is season two, and we're going back to season one to bring, I'll, I'll say, a fan favorite. Is that fair to say? Do you think it's fair are to say? Are you asking the fans? Well, are you asking the fans? I'm ask, are you asking me? I'm asking you if you feel like you're a fan favorite. I do when a bunch of people hold up a sign for me. Um, that happened at Spring Hill Camp. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only David Gross. Hello, David. Hello. You may be surprised to know that I'm not actually the one and only David Gross. If you go to my Facebook page and click on my website link, it'll take you to a string theorist named David Gross. <laughs> There's other David Gross? There are. Is that the proper way to say that since your name ends in two S's? No, no. David it's, Gross? It's Grosses. The David Grosses? Yes. How about David Gross I? Haven't you been seeing all the memes about not putting apostrophes and stuff into people's last names when they have S's? I actually just saw that. Is it about sending out Christmas cards? Yeah. Yeah, and what you're supposed to do? Well, as hard as it is to imagine with a name like Gross, I do receive Christmas cards, and um, <laughs> it should be made out to, to the pluralized Grosses. But it's not. Or it is. Do I don't call remember. Your, it's not Christmas call, right now. I don't know. Do you, well, David, <laughs> it's at the Vollmer uh, household. It's Christmas in August. <laughs> that's true. I've been feeling Christmassy lately. Have you? I've been splitting a lot of wood, and boy, do I love smelling wood. We have to point this out if we haven't said it before. David Gross loves to, like, you love nature. Um, you like to be outside on your land. And you you do. You like to just like good old-fashioned lumberjack David Gross, right? Yes. <laughs> David, I have missed you. I have not seen you in person. Um, let's see. Would that be... Did you play Spring Hill in March? Negatory. That wasn't you. Oh, no. no, that was another basis. So the last time was New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what a way to start a terrible well, year. I, and what's funny is that's where we recorded the first podcast. It is. And we are so, having the time of our lives. The greatest. I know people get sick and tired of hearing me talk about it because I talk about it with Raby as well. But that trip was like, for every other past trips where things go wrong, in fact, one of those may or may not have been a New Hampshire trip, that trip, everything was just pretty awesome. Even the things that were bad turned out good. It's true. I don't Especially, remember what they were, but I know that I was never unhappy. Yeah, well, remember we had some van issues. Oh, and, yes. And that was taken care of by a generous benefactor um, who just oh, took care of Oh, and now you're reminding that. me that we were taken to a five-star restaurant on the side of a cliff. Oh, man, dude. That, Is this just and, exactly the same as the first podcast? <laughs> we're just going to talk about New Hampshire. <laughs> Sorry where we live, but you're not New Hampshire. Nothing worth talking about has happened since then. I think that's the problem.
Well, I sadly, I you might be right. Okay, so actually, let's get into this. Okay, so okay. so during the COVID times, as we call them. So that was your last gig with me. Um, yeah. I know you've played some shows between there and travel and stuff. So, like, what have you done during you know shutdown? How long were you playing? Nothing. Have you been working on albums? And then have you done any traveling? Go, David Gross. You can't ask me more than one question at a time. Okay, let me pause it. Uh, rewind. Let's say as soon as... Ooh, like, Do I have do that like, feature? No, it's just me. Okay. <laughs> as soon as, um, I guess, we played that New Hampshire gig, I played Spring Hill. And then we were supposed to have a gig that next weekend with you, me, and you, Raby, and I. And that got canceled. And so, like, when everything just kind of shut down, how many months was it where you weren't traveling or playing out? Uh, The next time that I played out was mid-June. Okay. So you had... Most of March, because we got back in March, March, April, yeah. May. So, so you had so about I, three months, I re- right? I recorded, I recorded most of an EP uh, for an artist in in May. Okay. And then was kind of intermittently mixing that throughout June. Uh, so I, I actually stayed relatively employed for yeah. a while. <laughs> and then actually played a ton live in July, August, and September. And where were you playing and who were you playing with? So I was playing uh, with a 90s cover band in Northern Virginia called Keaton. Yeah, you and were. And it's very fun music. And um, it's the only place on earth where anything is open. So... I. <laughs> <laughs> People people complain about their commutes. I was driving eleven hours to go to work. Oh my gosh, dude! How many shows do you think you played up there? Uh, Sorry, I'm asking you to do math. I don't know. I don't know. I was. Um, it wasn't. Uh, you know. You know Jesse. Yeah. So I, I, I was also doing some some duo stuff with Jesse. So between Keaton and doing that. It was quite quite a few shows, Some sometimes like two in a day. And were people, like, were a lot of people, and I know you said it, it was in Virginia, so it's it's things are a little different there, but, like, were a lot of people coming out? Yeah, I mean, when we first started, um, you know, when, when, when bars reopened as part of the, you know, reopening plan mm-hmm. there, they were half capacity... And, you know, people weren't allowed to, like, touch each other. It was an introvert's dream. And um, <laughs> How happy were you? Oh, so happy. <laughs> In the beginning, I thought COVID was utopia. Uh, <laughs> but that changed rapidly, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so people were, were, so people in that area were coming out. People were coming out and and wearing masks and being very respectful and 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 it's kind of funny because like you know June July August in Virginia there weren't very many cases 
And right. so, but but we were you know playing to half empty venues or playing outside you know in socially distanced places mm-hmm. and then at some point everybody went hey you know what it's over and then they started like packing these places out <laughs> and all of a sudden you know you're seeing like case counts rise to over a hundred thousand a day and you're still playing at these bars and like nothing is different than it was before covid and it's like what why did we completely stop living when <laughs> when when there was like almost no one that had this and now you know like 10 percent of the people in the venue are walking around carrying covid and we're acting like there's nothing there was was that like when the numbers started to go back up did your anxiety yeah. go high oh for sure i mean yeah. i every time i would come back starting in october it was just like all right is this it but right if i I go see my parents am i taking them out i don't know because you and i you were gonna come down here and play a few weeks back and our illinois numbers were really on the rise and so you and i were having a conversation about that and again well yeah at that point at that point virginia was still like 1500 cases a day and illinois was like Fourteen thousand. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Just, how how is that a sustainable number? How can fourteen thousand people keep getting something every day? Like, that's insane. Well, because you and I, like, when we talked about it, um, you know, like, I'm at a place now where um, I don't like this. This is just the way it is. So, like, when stuff goes. R- wrong or whatever you want to define it as so like we're supposed to play a gig the gig the venue has to shut down um you know something happens and then one of you guys is like look man i can't make it i'm way past the point of like i of getting upset i don't get upset i just think that's where we live right now and so it literally is okay so what are we gonna do to have to adjust and it has made me deal with this a little bit better and I, and this is just like a little soapboxing for a second. You can chime in with your opinion. I still deal with a lot of people who they're, they're angry when the things change because like their way isn't had. And so um, I keep not understanding how people think that there's like one solution or one plan when we still have so many questions about the disease yeah i think we really have to take it day by day right you know i think if that gig with you had been two weeks earlier it wouldn't have even been questioned right not to mention that like whatever the day before or whatever all of a sudden my taste changed and i became incredibly lethargic and couldn't do anything so that seemed like a a good i good good uh point at which to say this isn't this isn't going to happen but like my for thanksgiving tomorrow um, yeah like what's your plans man i was going to have my parents come over and eat out on my deck i mean you know i live in heaven um, yes and uh and so i thought oh i've always thought it would be really cool to do to host an outdoor thanksgiving at my house i've actually always wanted to do that and now i have a reason i didn't know that and my mom called last night and said, uh, "Hey, one of my coworkers tested positive." 
and so we have to be able to let go and 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 be flexible because yeah plans can change at a moment's notice and uh i just i just want to still have relationships that are intact with everybody that they change with when when it's over right (laughs) right i and i i'm the way you are we're supposed to leave on friday uh to go to florida for vacation and a couple weeks ago or a week ago someone who we know who we were around was around someone who tested positive and we were kind of like so if he gets it then we have to go get tested and it just you know like we we then started like we probably went a little a little more overboard with like um like we wear masks you know when we go out in the places it's required um and it at church and stuff like I wear them and Lindsay wears them when we're not on the platform or anything like Lindsay wears them the whole day when she's at church. I probably don't wear mine as much, but when I leave the platform and I'm around a lot of people, I put mine on. So we kind of went into overdrive because we were just like, if we get it and then can't fly, like we just kind of need a vacation. <laughs> like we just need to get away. Everyone from needs a vacation. I really do believe that. <laughs> but, but let me ask you this question. Cause I've been dealing with this a lot. So I used to hear people say that a lot, like, oh my gosh, I just need a vacation. For me, and you tell me how it is for the one and only David Gross. Sorry, not the one and only, for David Gross. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't really believed that for myself until I hit 40. So before before 40, I would want a vacation, and I liked vacation, but I never really thought I quote unquote needed one until I hit like 40. And I feel like when I say it, I actually feel like, no, 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 I, I, I need to get away and I need a break or things aren't going to be well. Is, yeah. Has it been that way for you? And you're not 40, but do you say so, that now and let's, need let's, it? Let's, let's be clear about this. Okay. With my health, I'm I'm way older than you are, even even if my <laughs> mental maturity level isn't there yet. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. I think vacation is something that I am literally desperate for on okay. a regular basis. With having you know two wonderful incredibly inept children yes um and uh who will be listening to this podcast so be nice <laughs> uh-oh edit <laughs> so far you're okay <laughs> uh inept means um squishy smiling yes. lovable Lo- uh, huggy <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> um like like the emotional version of candy. Wait, that's drugs. <laughs> they let's say that Miles <laughs> Miles has a lot of energy. That's fair, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I he mean, has a lot of energy. Did you ever um, see the Mummy Two, the Mummy Returns, with those crazy like uh, mummified pygmies? <laughs> Did you just compare your child to a mummified pygmy? I guess I did. (laughs) 
I'm so not batting a thousand right now. <laughs> no. So you're saying though that like you have felt when you're like I need a vacation, you have felt that way like for for how did you feel that way in your twenties? Well, this is an interesting question for me because I'm I you know I I feel most myself when I'm outside, and I've never actually had a job that was outside so i feel like i've always felt like this okay um i never get one that's the thing like in the time that i've known you our ratio vacations is dramatically slanted in your direction oh geez yeah Um, especially because i go to disney world every two weeks correct this is like so how da- David Curtis goes to the beach every two weeks and, and you go to Disney World every two weeks. And I'm like, how how am I working with these people and I don't get to go anywhere? <laughs> how can they afford these things? Um, <laughs> well, and and sometimes I, always, I wondered if it was because when I traveled more, I, I, I know we were working, but some of those things I viewed as like vacation-y because we were going to new areas, had sometimes for fun stuff and then ate new things. And so that was kind of like a vacation. So did I not need it as much because I was taking it? You're, you're not wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm having panic attacks about not being able to go to New Hampshire next year. Cause I like, I need that to, to keep me going. Right. Who, who will run and slide down an ice hill? And that's that's the thing, you know, when we go to New Hampshire, all of a sudden I will run and slide down an ice hill. And it's like, I don't think I would do that in my yard. Probably so not. There is a vacation aspect to, to what we do. Yeah. I'm having a really hard time choosing whether to talk to the phone or the microphone. And so you're <laughs> going to get a lot of off-axis weird phasey stuff. Okay. Just Just a heads up. I kind of am too. Because my phone I, is plugged in and it and it can't reach the microphone, so I'm I'm like halfway between them. Oh, I got you. Talking well, to my weird collection of empty seltzer cans. I, what? Uh, <laughs> why do, why do you have a collection of empty seltzer cans? Um, I drink them in the studio and then I never move them. There's like thirty on my desk right now. Have you been in the studio a lot lately? Uh, no, no, these are old, really old. old. Yeah. Hey, actually, let's talk about that for a second, because I don't think we talked about it much last time. Um, so on your awesome layout of land and the fact that you live in a treehouse, um, which we could stop there and that would be amazing. You also have your studio at (gasps) home. I just realized my wife is a Keebler elf. What? Because she lives in a treehouse. And, and she she's incredible cookies. at baking cookies. Oh, you married a Keebler elf. I did. Does I the Keeb- did. Is the Keebler elf, is his name just the Keebler elf? Uh, I thought I thought they were a race. Oh, the Keebler elves. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, it's funny. We've talked more about grammar on this podcast than the whole time I've known you. Like pluralization and things. I don't think that we've ever talked be about true. that. I don't think we've ever talked about that. There was one time on the road that, that Raby and I spent the entire time talking about regional dialect differences. 
You guys also, what was that game you would play where you would mix up letters and then, like, would you come up with them and then the other person had to unscramble oh, them? Oh, you mean the thing where I need other people to make jumbles for me so I can stay sane? Yes. The jumble game. Did you make that game up? I mean, it's, you know, there's jumbles in the newspaper. That's true. It's just a... It's just a talking newspaper. Oh my gosh, that's the coolest phrase ever. <laughs> a, t- a talking newspaper. Oh, wait a minute. That's just <laughs> the news. <laughs> oh, disappointment. Hey, so your studio is at your house, and it's very, to me, like, woodsy, rustic looking. On like account the- of the wood. Yes, in the best way possible. Uh have I only recorded there once or twice? You've definitely been in it more than once. We've written in it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Because you you and Raby and I wrote... That was where... Let, let's talk about this for a second. So we got together to just write. The three of us did. And Miles really wanted you to play drums. Accurate. And so... Yes. And so you started on drums. You are a phenomenal piano player and I sat down at the piano and then Raby grabbed the guitar and basically we wrote two songs that way. That is true. All because of Miles. He's a genius. He's he's a little producer. He is a good guy, which by the way, we've never done anything more with those two songs. That's true also. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, We played one of them, didn't we? I know we were play- going to play one, and then I can't remember what happened if we played it or not. Because remember, then Chase was going to be with us that week, and we were like, if we pick one of them, which one are we doing? And I can't remember if we did one. Well. I really liked them, though. I can't remember now. I, I remember the one just had that piano thing that just repeated over and over again that was just like a bum. Which I'm sure, as I'm humming it, sounds not great. Well, I I mean, ba ba ba. That's that's such an infectious melody, (laughs) right? And especially for sheep. Yes. (laughs) Ba. Um, but that that is another thing of like, I wonder if people realize how many times people get together to quote unquote write. They have a great time. They write good stuff, and they never do anything with it. It happens a lot, but like, you never know. Like sometimes things get pulled out three years later, and you go, "You know what? This was great. It needs some refinement. Let's just tweak it." And all of a sudden, the magic happens. Yes, and that happens to me a ton. I just had that happen with a song, "Our Great God," and then had uh, the one guy rap in it, uh, Jacob, who goes to my church, and that song was uh, 2017. So I sat on it for that long. So wow, just a a peek behind the curtain, right? Indeed. So here's something I want to talk to you about as much as you want to share. When I first met you, um, I remember you kind of talking about other things that you did and other gigs that you had. And at the time, it was like you always were playing for a teeny bopper artist and their rich father, like a lot. And I was like, well, I don't understand. What do you mean? And you're like, well... There are people who have a lot of money <laughs> and their daughters want to be the next Britney Spears or whoever. 
And so they rent, you know, rehearsal time and they rent studios and they do all these things. And then we practice a ton to play one or two shows and then we never see each other again. How in the world did you get into that? And was that accurate the way I described it? Because that's me paraphrasing. It was, it was mostly accurate, except they wanted to be Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Not My Britney bad. Spears. I Nobody wants I, to be Britney Spears. I forgot how old I was. I mean, maybe somebody wants to be Britney Spears. Probably Jamie think, Lynn Spears wants to be Britney Spears. I think they wanted to be Reba McIntyre. <laughs> um, so how, like, how did you get into that? We've never really walked so down that experience. <laughs> I, uh, so, so I, I, I played, um, I, I played a few sub gigs on bass for a girl named Lauren Elena a very long time ago. Okay. I don't know what that means exactly. My ability to perceive time has vanished with the ever-present disease that rules our minds. But um, Time doesn't I... exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> we're, so we were talking about oh, yeah, you yeah, started yeah, yeah. playing was, with that artist. So I... Yes, I, I was pl- playing ago. Lauren Elena, who um, was a, an Am- American Idol runner-up at some point. And, okay. Um, and the the only reason I say that is not to like name drop or anything, but to say that it was kind of the first time that I had started to connect with more seasoned musicians. Gotcha. Um, and uh, there was an amazing guitar player that 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 played with her um and i thought he was hilarious and awesome at guitar and and we pl- i played like two gigs it was like cma weekend or something and and uh you know never heard anything again and that's completely normal right but it happens a lot <laughs> uh but i I mean, she had a regular a regular guy, and and I wasn't expecting anything out of it. Um, yeah. But but three years later, the guitar player texts me out of the blue and says, "Hey man, hope you're doing well. Miss playing with you. I I've got this this gig. It's just a rehearsal for a girl. Just four songs. Four. I think I think it was like four songs." Two hour rehearsal, hundred and fifty bucks. All right. And I was like, well, I'm doing the math on this. I'm like, that's seventy five dollars an hour. Four songs. Wait a minute. This seems good. This seems right. like a. I what is so like. What you're saying is, I could go rehearse, not leave town at all. Make better money. Than if I was on the road and and all I have to do is learn four songs. Not being stuck in a van for eight hours. This seems this this seems what what's the catch here? Right. Oh, oh they're terrible. Cut that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so wait a minute, people write bad music? Uh oof. and play it in front of large crowds? 
Find me the good music, my friend. Okay. Find me the good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the uh, price made it worth it a little bit, at least. That well, even though the songs well, were bad. All the, well, because because we we kind of hit we kind of hit our stride at one point where we had like two or three of these in a day. Man. And it was just magic. I mean, you can't. You can't beat that. Most of the time, I'm learning like 40 songs in three days. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome Christian camps. Well. Well, not that. That's not actually learning songs. That's true. That's true. (laughs) JK. What what key is this in? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Worship progression? Okay. Um. So Boy. you were doing you were doing multiple of those with multiple artists in a day. It's you're gonna, saying it's going to be hard to 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 politically correctify this segment. <laughs> a lot of editing or no editing. <laughs> I am now the enemy of everyone. <laughs> I've insulted I have, all groups. I've insulted all. You can still play country bands. <laughs> Don't say what you're gonna say. You might be I'm bad not, again. Got, Sounds good. Grand old Opry. Um. So, so did you say you were doing two or three of those gigs a day, like those rehearsal things a day? Yeah. I mean, this was the, the heyday. It was short, right. a, a short period of like six months where there were a bunch of these girls overlapping. Um, Man. And I was like, this could be it. I could just do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? The, the oh. weird thing is they don't they don't actually keep up with it very long. They they go, "Wait a minute, I have billions of dollars. What am I doing this for? I'm going to I'm I, this is a total waste of time when I could be on Instagram and 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 just do ads." <laughs> right? Oh, they just get bored, I guess, and you know, now I I will I want to drop this. Okay. There was a girl who maybe was the first one that I played for for one of this art on one of these artist development things. Okay. She was awesome. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. So once in a while, her her name was Diamond Rose. Diamond Rose. And and it still is, and <laughs> she didn't change. It. And um and and she was a great singer, uh and she picked some of the best cover songs I've ever done. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, all other female singers, please, please, please. Do that song that I'm stalling because I can't remember the name of it. Are, are you Googling it? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, gosh. What's that? Love me, love me, say <gasps> Yes. That is the greatest uh, 90s song of all time. You. Who that sang song that? is so good. Is it the Cardigans? That sounds, that sounds right. I think I'm going to Google it. Um, love Fool. Okay. Love Fool by the Cardigan. That's it. Yep. Yep. You're right. That just came up. So good. I, so good. Yes. So that, I would so, play that every day for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. Did she stop playing music? Do you know? I I think so. Uh, you know, at some point, I think um, 
I think she she went to school and learned something. I don't learned know. some stuff. I got learned you. some stuff. Did some stuff. So you had like a six a six month run. You're saying that was just like a ton well, of these. Well, a six You'd month run in. of like not, I I had these gigs pretty consistently for three years. Wow. But there was like a six month run where they were all overlapping and no one had quit. Oh my gosh, man. And it was fantastic. But see, that's you just hit on another like topic. Um remember we said we'd we'd have the questions, we'd get to one question and then we'd go off in different tangents. Um but what you just said about like if that would have stayed that way, you could have done that forever, unless you got super bored. But you could have done that, made a good amount of money, and everything would have been fine. But what people don't think about in music, and I'm not saying music is the only thing that this is that way, but it's one of the things where, you know, like, you're only as good as your last gig, and it never stays the same, you know? Like, yeah, we, we would have months, and I know you've had them too, where, where you're recording multiple artists at your studio, you have just enough gigs to travel, and they're well-paying gigs, and maybe you're releasing your own stuff too and making some cash on that. And then that happens for two months. And then a month happens, you have nothing. And the well runs dry. And you, and and I, you question your existence. You're like, am I, am I actually a man? <laughs> right? And, and then you, yeah, because then you're like, why And am then I all of a this? sudden you're just like overloaded with gigs again and you're like praying to God to make them stop. And yeah. then you... And then you get to the to the dead zone again, and you're like, "God, why do I never have work?" Yes, it's a roller coaster. The whole thing is it's it's never just like a it's it's that wooden roller coaster uh, that we rode at Holiday World. Yeah. <laughs> that when we got off of it, you turned and too goes, soon. Was was anyone else praying that that would end? <laughs> I, 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 like, I yes. literally did. I prayed, by any means necessary, Lord, end this, even if it means I die. Just make it end. And I swear to you, I'm not just saying this. I was praying the same thing. It was shaking my insides every time I, we took a turn. I had never turn. had so many bones hurt at the same time. And, and let's also like put this out there. We had just eaten a big Thanksgiving meal at the Thanksgiving restaurant. That probably didn't help. It was um, it was a bad consecutive agenda. I don't remember if the gig was good or not. No, there was that band that sounded like Creed. Did they play before us? Yes. Oh yeah. That was it. Was not good. No, that wasn't a good one. I remember we had a dressing room, didn't we? With a heater in the back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think was that I, there? Oh, that is that is interesting. I forgot. I've had a lot of dreams in that space. <laughs> like not like I wasn't sleeping there dreaming. I've had a lot of dreams where that was the central location of the dream, and I didn't remember where it was from. That's it. it remember, because it was like a toasty little. Because it was a rainy day, I think. Uh, was Jed the drummer? Yes, Jed. Yeah, me, you, Chase, and Jed. I think. Was and I it think Chase? We... I I thought it was Chase. I can't imagine Chase on that roller coaster. 
That's true because Chase does not do well with those things. But I'm pretty sure it was him. And hadn't we also played uh, another gig the night before in like Ohio? And they, we stayed at that house where they had all the Peanuts gallery art. Oh, that was awesome. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were like really well done Charlie they had Brown. crazy modern art. Yeah. And they had and they had like a sweet backyard that yes. was like lights awesome and cool. and it was like weirdly graded. Yes. And then we went and played that gig. And then was that all crammed into the same weekend where we then played a church in Indiana and then had to rush to play the state fair where we were all crammed on the front of the one stage and you and Chase played on boxes? Yes. Is it I think... possible that Ryan was playing guitar? <sighs> no. I don't remember Ryan on the roller coaster either. I just can't, I don't... Yeah, I just I can't don't... imagine Chase doing it. I don't think so because that's also where we played uh, "Come On, Pretty Baby" at the Illinois State Fair, and you were on because Ryan was disappointed. Do you remember how how just the uproarious applause after we played that? (laughs) You mean (laughs) people really got it? You mean the fact that they didn't love anything else we had done (laughs) because they weren't allowed? Remember they weren't allowed to come to the stage because the promoter told me, he's like, now look, for King of Country, it was for King of Country, Jordan Feliz, and we were before them. And they told us, you can't ask people to come up to the stage. And I was like, why? And they were like, their security wants this area cleared. Am I the only person that always sees forking in country and thinks about like people having sword fights with forks while listening to country music? Yeah, yes, you're the only one. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. David. Not I the miss first you. time. <laughs> I miss you. See, that well, anyway, that was good cuz that was a good a good run. It was a weird run because we were really late and like we drove up and and I think we loaded right on the stage because we were really behind because we stopped to get tacos or something. I don't know. Um, we saw your alma mater. Oh, we did. Oakland City. Um, I do remember that. Yep. Because we played in Princeton, Indiana. We played that morning. We did a worship thing. And you played piano. That's one of, one of very few things I remember. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm remembering something about Holiday World. That load-in was terrible. We had to start from the parking lot and wheel our stuff through the crowds of people. And it was like in some, it was like in 4th of July land or something. Yes. And it was super hot. Yes. I think. But wait a minute. I just said something about a heater being in the. Maybe it was just hot. And so you perceived it to be a heater because it was hot. Let's go with that. (laughs) <laughs> because and also, in my mind, there were a bunch of those little uh, metal puzzles that you're supposed to try to get apart, and you can't. But I think that might have just been a dream I had. <laughs> oh, David, you do need a vacation, buddy. I I might rename that room the Dream Theater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's his band name! <laughs> All right. Can can I tell you something? I don't know if you'll believe it or not. Would you like to know how long we've been talking? Um, 
I'm pretty sure I could figure it out by looking at my phone. Oh crap! In about I forty it was minutes. Yeah, we're like forty, almost forty-five minutes. Um, also, so I have me... a DAW open because I'm also recording. Oh yes, you are. I forget about that. Yes, and hopefully that means the quality of this podcast will be very good because I had Ryan Norman on. Hold for applause, and uh, I recorded. We did like ten minutes, and then I moved upstairs because I was having weird internet problems. Started to record it again. We ran for like an hour and a half, and I lost all of the rest of my audio. Ugh. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. So I'm making sure that everything's going right here. Uh, let me ask this because you talked about your studio. Uh, so are you working on any of your solo stuff? First of all, what it, what's your solo stuff called? It is called Northern Diver, which is... I want Something people to check that it out. people really struggle with for some With the reason. name? Yeah. I Why? get a lot of Northern Driver. Oh. Which I suppose to most people, it sounds like a non sequitur, like word amalgamation that came off of a band name generator. But actually, it's because I love loons, and in Europe, they're called the Great Northern Diver. Oh. I did not know and that. And Great Northern Diver was taken, and Northern Diver sounds better than loon. <laughs> it does. If you, How's because that what, for logic? Because <laughs> oh, what, yeah, what if you're out there? What if your solo band name was Loon? Or David the Loon? Uh, I mean, it would be accurate. It sounds negative, though. I don't like it. I like Northern Diver. So Northern Diver, is all your music and stuff on, like, iTunes and things? Well, only the stuff I've released. Okay. Oh, that's true. The stuff, the stuff in your head is in Dream Theater. You would be absolutely astonished by how many Northern Diver sessions have been started and then not completed because of mostly the pygmy. Um <laughs> oh man but but i wouldn't be surprised because we just talked about how many songs that people write and they're great and then things happen that you get sidetracked and and they don't get released i wrote a song i wrote a song right after um right after we played the colorado yfc camp oh yeah and it is a really cool song with just awesome textures in it and i've been excited about it for years and, and uh, it's done it's finished and I, and I just can't get to the next stage of actually releasing i have uh I, i've got i think i have five songs at this point that i have to the point of being master jeez louise man that are just sitting on my hard drive <laughs> <laughs> I, and i i so i released a song in march uh, you know, back when I wanted to get creative with figuring out how to, you know, not run out of money when you can't work. And, right. um, and, and it did really well. It, it actually did really well. It was called Kuma. It was written for my sister. And, uh, and, and when I posted that, I said, I gave a guarantee. I said, uh, I'll have an EP coming out in a month. That was in March. The EP is done. It is oh, done. Man. I just can't get the time to, like, put it in sequence and upload it. I mean, we're talking about literally the shortest part of the process is the thing that I haven't been able to get time for. 
Well, and and I and you know I'm, what? All the time I needed was just the time that I dedicated to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But get oh, ready, I'm... get ready, lovers of opaque lyrics and <laughs> natural textures, sprawling opuses of piano-based. Why is the only word I can think of thrombectomy? Is that even a word? I don't know if that's a word. But your description is I got on a roll with the description because, you know, I do that. That's what Raby always said, that I should be the guy that writes on the Tazo tea box. But then all of a sudden my vocabulary (laughs) shot out the window for some reason. And I was just (laughs) looking at this chain and thinking thrombectomy. (laughs) I know thrombosis is a thing, but I don't Yeah. I don't think removing thrombosis is thrombectomy. I don't think so. I don't think so. David, you are scrumtralescent. I would say that. Mm. Mm. So, so there's a chance that in the coming months, you, there could be an EP coming out. Yes, there is. Okay. I would say that there's a very good chance. I would say that okay. I would say that there has been a very good chance. Like, let's 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 put it this way. The the odds of me releasing this EP improve every time I bring it up in a public forum, just like the odds of Brett Favre retiring improved every time he brought it up in a public forum. <laughs> That's a good point. So th- One see, and the same. It's, it it's will a good, happen eventually. It's a good thing that you did this podcast just to remind you of those songs that you need to put out. It's true. And I will also put a link... Like, just so people can go to your social medias and things and check out your music. Because I know some people who are a fan of The Great Romance are also a fan of you, and they want to support you. So I think they will check that stuff out. It sounds like dreams and birds. I I think that a lot of people, well, the people I, there's a few people I know that I think would really dig it. One of those people, I think, is Tim Bromley at my church. Oh. I feel I feel a close connection in my heart to Tim Bromley. I think so too, and I think that he is a fan of you. Like every time I bring your name up, well, he mentions two things. One uh, is the fact that your phone is the Sarlacc pit. Whenever it's we're not, at a church, it's not. It's the Almighty Sarlacc. Please oh, don't use diminutives when referring to the <laughs> Almighty Sarlacc. I'm sorry. My my apologies. No. Um, and it lives so he, in the pit. It is the Almighty Sarlacc. Which we we need to transition into that talk in a second. But that, and then he also follows it up all the time by going, I love David. He says that all the time. I love Tim. Yes. So, and Tim is a piano player. And so I think he would like your music uh, if he hasn't already purchased it, because that's the kind of guy Tim is. If he knew it was there, he would go buy it and support you. Um, Tell him to do that. So I will tell if he buys if he buys if he buys my first EP, that's roughly enough for me to give my whole family one package of bacon. (laughs) And you do love bacon. I do love bacon. They love bacon. And you know what else? They love baking because we're all (laughs) Keebler elves. Keebler elves. I really wish I could just end the podcast there because it was so much a bringing Technically it full you can circle. If you, if you could just cut it and edit it. 
Well, I could, but the one last thing I wanted to talk about, because I know we're, we're almost in an, into an hour, because you said the almighty Sarlacc, uh, is my last podcast I had to throw together. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to it, it's me reviewing season two of The Mandalorian. Can you imagine if I actually took the time to listen to the thrown together podcast about The Mandalorian instead of releasing my music? <laughs> yes. I can. I, I can. Now, that being said, I am taking the time to watch The Mandalorian. So. Yes. And, and how do you feel about season two? I love it. And I don't know what's wrong with people because someone out there thinks that somehow the storytelling has has devolved in some way. And I think it's actually better. I do, too. I I think season two is better. Are you caught up? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, So spoiler alert, anyone listening. So in the last episode, when you see the cloning tubes, like what was your reaction? Um, it was, oh man, that reminds me of the sixth day. You know, that's not bad for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It had some good morals. (laughs) That's where you went. (laughs) Also, I thought, hey, kind of seems like a Snoky thing. Were you, I, I had to like, (gasps) yes, I had to pinch myself almost. Think about this for a second. Yes. They weren't on the ground. They were kind of elevated. So No, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm taking the time to stop this podcast to make the worst pun ever. Never mind. Let's keep going. Oh, man. But I want to know it now. It was Snoke Tree. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh, and you're usually such a punner. Well, that's the problem. A punsmith, if you will. I'm um, a pundit. <laughs> oh, I, gosh, I can't control it. Hi-yo. Um, Did you at all say, like, are they really connecting Mandalorian to, like, like in a closer way to the movie? Like, I was just kind of surprised that they would they would bring a point that big into I the Mandalorian. Felt like, I felt like in this particular episode, they said, you know what? We're going to take some of the most despised things from Star Wars mm-hmm. and we're going to put them in a show so cool that it's going to retroactively make these things cool. I think you might be right. And cuz cuz you know they go to M count on there and I think instead of midichlorian. <laughs> but but right. I think I think they're going, you know what, let's take this this midichlorian idea. Mm-hmm. And let's take this clone idea and let's use something that everyone loves to to make those more enjoyable. Like I, I that's a, I feel like the Clone Wars makes the prequels watchable. Yes, so, I agree. So so I feel like I feel like this is kind of doing the same thing. And, and I and I know that some people are bothered by that that concept of you know retconning or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. for me, I actually appreciate it a lot because if you're going to insist that something is canon, I I think that that to 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 make it something awesome, which I feel like that's what the shows have been best at. 
Like, right. like Darth Maul was awesome for two minutes. Right. But, you know, it's like Ray, Ray Park was not like an no. awesome actor. And you're, you, you, well, at last, we will get our revenge. <laughs> right. That's not, you know, that's not like brilliant i think that actually bothered me in eighth grade when i watched it and i like (laughs) i was like passing the rest of the movie and i'm like this darth maul guy sure doesn't know how to talk good (laughs) you were in eighth grade when that came out i were yeah i was uh graduating college (laughs) oh yeah well no no i i think what you just said is accurate though like there are a lot of those things that have made the stuff in the movies that bothered us. It has made it better. I mean, Clone Wars for sure. Um, so do you think in the next episode, which is out this Friday, do you think that for sure Ahsoka shows up? For sure. Yeah. So Absolutely. Do I. Yeah. I think I saw a leak that the episode is titled The Jedi. It um, is, which has brought up, I'm sure that you're aware, has brought up a lot of debate because she right. says she's not a Jedi, but right. I I think for everybody else in the galaxy's purposes, she is a Jedi. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's who it's referring to. However, if the theories were true that she is somehow with Ezra Bridger, I would flip my lid <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> how's the rest of this go play me off johnny <laughs> um do you know what's funny i hadn't even thought of that dude i had thought maybe oh. she was with sabine when i saw the jedi as the title i was like oh give me ezra oh, or give man. me death well and it and it is five years after jedi and it would be logical. Oh, man, David, you just blew my mind. Which is a common thing. You do that a lot. Like, you'll say things, and I'll be like, what? Especially with Dream, with dream Theater now. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I know. That really, uh, really took it to the next level. <laughs> so, David, guess what? What? We got through all three questions. Don't say. I can't believe it. Well, I didn't go into what do you eat for Thanksgiving. Well, everyone, <laughs> it's time to do the victory jig. We did it. We asked all three questions, and now we are done. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Great Pro Romance Podcast, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm laughing so hard. I'm coughing like my grandma. <coughs> <laughs> who is who is gone to be with Jesus? Um, David, this was fun. It does make me miss not playing music with you. Uh, yeah, but podcasts are better than music. Well, who needs podcasts? We I, both know that I completely disagree with that statement, <laughs> even if the rest of musicians don't. Right, right, right. Sometime, I think in the future, I would love to have you on um, a story time with Miss Little, Miss Little, with Miss Lindsay and Little Maddie, uh, the puppet that I do. Ah, uh, yes. I think that would be how hilarious. Do, how does that happen? Um, I mean, we'd have to be in person, but... Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So you mean like after the apocalypse? Yes, after the apocalypse is over. After the fall Post of civilization apocalypse. is over. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll do that. So... Um, I, this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, 
But I'm saying happy Thanksgiving to you because Thanksgiving is tomorrow while we record this. And a happy Thanksgiving to you as well, sir. And uh, may may all your wildest dreams come true. And 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 I mean that truly. I I want I want you to wake up tomorrow. Yes. And have some of that awesome Jawa egg just waiting for you. David. Egg. I, egg. I don't know why they'd say something else, but I I want I I just always want to quote them. Egg. <laughs> egg. Yes. Egg. Egg. I'm doing hand motions. This is not a video. <laughs> You're not being filmed. Oh, David, you never disappoint. Well, except when I said Snoke Tree. Well, that was a little letdown, but it wasn't a disappointment. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, and now you've made Thanksgiving into kind of like a Christmas holiday where all of our dreams come true tomorrow. That's right. I well, love... at your house, they're one and the same. That, ki- the whole... that kind of is true. Two months of constant Christmas. Constant. Let's write that song. That sounds like ooh, an 80s ooh, song, ooh. right? Oh, we could make a superhero called Constable Christmas. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Constable oh, Christmas. Oh, everybody was depressed here, but I've come to bring some cheer. I'm Constable Christmas. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, dong, merrily on high. Constable Christmas. <laughs> what has happened? Oh man! Well, I felt like things were too serious on the front half. I think so too. I actually agree with that. So the back half I wanted is to where... lighten things up. Yeah, get it fluffy, like a funnel cake. The back. Oh, I love funnel cakes. The back half is where the comedy happens. Okay, last thing I'll ask you, and then I'll let you go because I know I've went too long. So, with your dietary things and whatnot, is there a Thanksgiving dish that you love, or are you just like meh? Well, one of the positive things about COVID yeah. is that I I've done a lot of food experimentation. Oh, um, yes, not like Luna Lovegood's mother doing spells for experimentation. No, not that sort of alchemy. No, the culinary arts, so to speak. Uh, what I mean is I've been trying a lot of foods I, I wasn't able to have previously because a gastroenterologist once told me, well, David, as you get older, you might get some of these foods back. And I said, well, they close my throat, so I don't think I want to try. And then the world said, we're going to try to kill you anyway. So I said, well, heck, why not? Let's try a nut. <laughs> oh, man. You are a nut. Anyway, so now I've got pistachios, <laughs> cashews, apples. Apples are back? Apples are back, baby. Man. Apples are back. Apple crisp, apple jacks, mm-hmm. apple pie. All the apples? Cinnamon apples. Candied apples? I was just thinking about that yesterday. I've been watching a ton of Great British Baking Show, and I was thinking, oh, I'd love to dip an apple in caramel. I can eat anything. Oh, man. Getting angry. Yeah, why are you so mad? I don't know. This is something to rejoice about, not be sad about. Oh, I tend to rejoice through anger. Oh, you're one of those. I gotcha. That makes sense. Whenever you're happy and we're on the road, you usually turn to me and punch me in the face. And I usually say that was David being happy. So, is there one Thanksgiving dish that you're that you're excited about the most, or do you just like Thanksgiving food? Um, 
that's that's a tough question. So we're we're eating relatively healthy. We're actually yeah. possibly not going to eat any meat tomorrow. Wow. Not no because turkey? we're in any way vegetarian, but because the grocery store is super stressful right now, and my parents were going to bring the meat, and now they're not coming. So. Ah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but It's not what we, you think, guys. <laughs> yeah. Technically, I am putting bacon in my Brussels sprouts. Um, Ooh. But we'll we'll be we'll be having uh, some sort of uh, roasted broccoli and um, uh, sautéed Brussels sprouts with bacon, which is somehow the most delicious thing on the planet. And uh, we make this mm. uh, crazy cauliflower that's roasted with cheddar cheese and mustard on top of it, and then you eat it like the the people in Temple of Doom eating the monkey heads, and then. Um, <laughs> Uh, you uh, eat well, it out of a monkey head? No, no, it is a monkey no. head. I, well, I oh, imagine gotcha. it being more like Brainiac from from the original Moss Eisley Cantina scene. Oh uh, yes. Um. Wow, I just can't get away from Star Wars. You can't, man. That's another Star Wars reference. Uh. Anyway, uh, most importantly, Carrie is making pumpkin pie, which I love, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't love it, don't even perceive it to be pie. Which I, you know what? It actually now that I've watched so much Great British Baking Show, I suppose that one could say that it is in fact a squash tart. But oh, okay. okay. I care I, not. I love pumpkin pie too. I'm a big fan. Do you, do you put whipped cream on it? Uh, I I don't. I'm a pumpkin pie purist. Uh, oh. I enjoy its natural moisture, and I I think of it almost as a as a heavy drink that slakes <laughs> my thirst. Okay. <laughs> I like when there's extra mix and I can have it in the cute little green ramekins. Mm. Oh. Oh, and you know what actually my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is? What, David? Uh, uh, cranberry ginger ale and red Solo cups. I don't know why. <laughs> Tastes better that I, way. That just makes me sad, though, because it reminds me that cranberry Sprite no longer exists. But cranberry ginger ale does. It does, and it's close. But it's just not as good. Well, they have cranberry spiced Sprite, and that's not the same. But they used to just have cranberry Sprite, and well, uh, Le- LeBron we, James was the spokesman for it. And we've it gotten into some me. very important talk, but I really need to pee now, and my family needs me. <laughs> well, on that note, and I might cut that out, but I might not, because it's David Gross. Um this has been the Great Romance Podcast. This has been David. David, say goodbye to everyone. For all you ladies out there listening for the greatest romance, this is Davy G signing off. <laughs> Have a good one. Oh, man. And also with you.